welcome to the Lotco Business Podcast, a show all about helping you as a retailer, brand, or creative understand the actual business side of running your business. I offer straightforward, practical advice about the nitty-gritty of making money from your creative passion. We will be covering bite-sized business and marketing lessons, as well as interviews with experts and trailblazers in the fashion, homewares, and design industries. My name is Melissa Robbins. I'm a business coach, colour-loving, non-coffee-drinking Melbourneian. Let's get into it. Hello, and welcome to today's episode. My name is Melissa Robbins. I am super excited to be here and bring you a new show today. And it is all about numbers, which I know not everyone likes to talk about. Um, it is not a favorite topic for many people, but if you have your own business or you're thinking of starting your own business or you are one of, you know, the CEO, the, the owner of your business, then these are some numbers that you should know. Um, either, you know, that someone reports back to you or you can find easily or you might know them off by hand, um, you know, if you've just be, just found out about them. When I say that, I mean maybe it's the end of financial year and you've just got your profit and loss statement or maybe you've just, um, you know, tracked it that month or that week and you know what those numbers are for the week. These are some things that I think every business owner should know about their own business. Now, the reason I'm bringing up this topic is because I do lots of calls online, you know, introduction calls with people to talk about their business, see how I can possibly work with them, how I can help them. And one of the things I often ask, not all the time, is, you know, what the numbers are, where they're at with their business, what their margins are, all the things I'm going to go into. And then I've just spent a number of four days on the business couch at Life in Style, the trade show, where I sit down with businesses every 45 minutes and I chat to them about their business. One of the things I like to know to get that element of, you know, who you are, where you're at, um, what you're up to is some numbers. And I ask some numbers and some people know what they are and some people have um, a few ideas about, you know, where they're going. Others either have no idea or it's just not something that they're interested in, which is fine because most of the time the people that I work with are creatives and often it's something that it's just not in their natural, you know, interest to actually care about, even though they know that they probably do need to know them for their business. But it's something that I would uh, implore you to make sure that you understand and that you have some of some sort of system where you track your numbers regularly. You report back on those, you know, numbers every week or every month, or someone else reports them back to you, and you have a meeting about them and see what they look like. So then you can make changes based on what those numbers tell you. And then also that you have sort of some somewhere or somehow that you can find them if you can't already. Now. Um, just to sort of preface that as well, I am not an accountant. I am not a financial advisor, but I have been in business, in product-based business particularly, for over 25 years. And I've had my own businesses. I've had my own retail store. I've worked with multiple businesses um, since I've been consulting, coaching for the last five, 10 years. And I've worked with, you know, big corporate companies too. So knowing all those sort of numbers and what they're focusing and looking at as well is something that's really important to understand. Anyway, let's get into a few things that I think everyone should know at the bare minimum about their business. So let's, um, you might want to take notes or you might just want, you know, re-listen to this later on if you're driving or doing something where you cannot stop. All right. Number one is your profit and loss statement. Now, you might only get this sent to you at the end of the financial year after your accountant or bookkeeper's done it or created it. 
Um, ideally, you would look at this regularly to see where you're at in your business. So one thing that, you know, the top of the profit and loss statement is talks about your um, top line sales. What are your total sales? Now, ideally, they would be broken down into categories as well, especially if you're a product business that has multiple revenue streams. So if you've got those top line sales, it would be great to be able to tell which ones came from, say, for example, wholesale, which ones came from markets, which ones came from pop-up store, which ones came from um, your direct-to-consumer online store. What are the different ways that you get sales? And so then making sure that your top line sales are broken down into percentages or numbers so that you can actually see what has given you the best you know, sales revenue. Now, that's just the top line. The next part of that is to understand what your gross profit margin is in each of those different areas. So by knowing what your cost of goods are, and again, this might be something that you know about each product. It'd be great to know about each what each of your product's gross profit margin is. And if you use something like Shopify and you enter your cost price in at the very start when you load up a product, it can tell you what your gross profit margin is on that particular sale or even you know what you end up selling it for if you sell it at on sale as well. So that's a great um, tip. Make sure you put your product cost into um, Shopify when you load it up initially. So that's your individual one. And I've also got amazing spreadsheets. If anyone wants them, let me know. They're in my programs. They're in my roadmap program, in my wholesale program, but it is something that I can sell separately if you are super keen. So let me know. All right. So knowing what your gross profit margin is per product if you're selling your products and then also what it is overall for each of the different sales categories and revenue streams that you have coming in. So that would be good to know because um, I've talked about before that wholesale obviously is going to give you a lower profit margin, but it's, you know, might be about the volume of sales that you get from it. So don't just look at it individually as the profit margin you get. Look at the total amount that you receive from that revenue stream. So if you can find out your top line sales, break them down into category and then your gross profit margin would be great to know. And then next is um, your expenses. When you're looking at your expenses in your profit and loss, it would be great to be able to figure out and see what percentage of each of the different categories are your expenses in. So for example, you know, what percentage of um, advertising marketing costs is your are your expenses? What percentage is staff costs? What percentage is freight or what percentage is rent? So um, having an understanding of that allows you then to make decisions based on, you know, what they look like. Something like uh, marketing it's going to give you a return on investment. Well, you want it to anyway. So you can see that if that's a large portion of your expenses, but it's giving you a return, then it's then it's probably a good thing to spend money on. It's a good thing to be an expense in that case. Um, if, for example, you're spending on educating yourself or getting a consultant or getting someone to help you and it's really helped you grow your business and scale, then that's a good expense that, to have in your business. If you're looking at it going, well, I'm, you know, spending a lot on my freight, maybe then it's worth you um, investigating ways that you can cut down those costs. Um, If you're spending money on, you know, your electricity or, you know, all the different things that people spend in their business, is there ways that that can be reduced slightly based on, depends on what it is and what you're using it for. So just understanding what percentage of each of those category expenses are can really just help you to figure out, you know, sure, everyone business has expenses. It's totally normal. It's totally part of business. But what percentage are they and are they are you spending money in the right ways for your business to be able to grow? 
All right. So after all, you've taken away your your cost of goods and you get your gross profit margin, you've taken away all your expenses, what is your net profit margin? So this is going to be different for every different type of business. Um, but what's really good to know is what that is for your business. You know, what does that look like? What percentage of your total sales is your net profit? Because that's something, if you are looking to sell your business over time, these are the things that, um, you know, they're going to be looked at and evaluated based on what that is. So having an idea about what yours is and what, what your category of type of business is normal, um, is great to sort of figure out too. Uh, retail business, you know, somewhere between 5 and 15% is very normal for a net profit margin. Product business, slightly different, but, you know, like if you're looking at 10%, that is a normal net profit margin as well. All right, moving on to, that's all for the profit and loss. So that is something that if you can start to look at it more often, check it out, understand what it looks like, understand where the expenses are, what they are, are there any that can be changed? Are there some that you think, well, I'm not really spending much on marketing. Should I be spending more, etc.? So have a look at, look at that and check what yours looks like. All right. Next is your website analytics. Now, I've done a whole episode on this, but I just wanted to touch on the things that it would be good to track and things that would be good to monitor regularly and that you should all be able to see from your website. Now, I just use the Shopify version because it's the most common one that my clients use and it's the most common one for e-commerce for product businesses. Obviously, the other websites still work. They still give you numbers. They just don't give you maybe as clear cut as these analytics that Shopify can give you. So I'm just going to go through the ones that they give you because that's what I use the most often. All right, so the first one for your website is your top line sales. You know, what are they? Um, What do they look like over a period of time, over a year, over, um, you know, I just saw something on Shopify the other day that you can review um, the, what's it called? The um, Black Friday, you know, Cyber Monday stats, which is awesome. So you can sort of see that time period and track what you've done over the different um, years. So what are your sales and, you know, making sure that you're comparing apples to apples and comparing the same timeframes each time you look at it. Next is what is your customer return rate? Now, when I look at this, I often look at this the first time I look at a new business and start working with someone and you can tell a lot about what they're doing based on what this looks like and also probably depends on what their product is, whether it's something that you consume and people come back for again and again or not. But your customer return rate is something that you should know what it is. A normal, or sorry, normal, uh, a standard um, good one would be like between 20 and 30%. Um, lower than that, people aren't coming back enough. and you want it to be higher, but then also if it's so high that you and you don't have new customers as well, then that's something to look at that maybe you need to get more new customers in as well as service the ones you've got. But obviously it's great if you get your customers coming back again and again and again. Right, traffic. So this is one that most people just look at because they're like, well, I just need to get more traffic to my website and then it'll, I'll get more sales, which is not necessarily the case. Sometimes you only need to change that customer return rate, the um, which comes into traffic too, but you need to change your conversion rate and your average order value, and then that's going to change your sales. You don't necessarily have to have more traffic. You should be looking at the conversion rate as well as the average order value to maybe try to, to be able to try and cre- increase your sales that way as well. So let's just go over that. So you need to sales, 
your customer return rate, the traffic, like how much, how many people are coming to your website, the percentage of conversion rate. And again, this depends on the, the product and depends on the industry. Furniture and things like that are going to take longer because people, sorry, they're going to be lower because people don't necessarily buy them straight away. They might come back again and again to your website before making the decision. Um, but a normal e-commerce one is between 1% and 3%. Someone I saw yesterday was 4.4. Um, another client I've got is 8.8. Another one's 5.2. Like they're awesome conversion rates. Um, another one I know was 12 at one point, which is almost unheard of. So that was fantastic. But definitely, um, ideally, you'd be over 1% and closer to 2 or 3 than, you know, the other way around. All right. So conversion rate and then your source of traffic. Like where are your customers coming from? Are they located all in the country that you live in or are they spread out? Do you have people coming via Instagram or Facebook? Um, do you have people who, who are, you know, coming direct to you or are they coming through the search that you've, you know, you maybe your SEO or your ads? What is the source of the traffic? Is it um, a particular blog post that you've done or someone's featured you and they keep this amazing traffic that keeps coming back from that particular article that you had or something like that. So knowing what the source of your traffic is, because then that can really just help you figure out, you know, what do you need to be doing more of? Or have you got this huge interest of another country? And maybe you can set up to make sure that your you you sell there or your shipping is clear and obvious that you actually send to that that country. Have a little look at that and understand what it looks like. Another one is, you know, what device are people using? Again, I saw a website the other day and it was, I think it was like something like 22,000 visitors on mobile and like 3,000 on desktop. So for them, that particular website, sorry, uh, website, yeah, website, um, that particular person needs to make sure that their mobile view is is the best one, you know, for the design of the website. So they don't need to be designing on desktop as much. They need to be focusing on their mobile view, how people use their website that way, because that's where all their customers are looking at the website from. So making sure you know that, you understand how you need to design your website and look and feel of it and functionality to be right for the actual way that people are buying or coming to your website on. Another one is that average order value. So making sure that you know what yours is, you know how it's changed or fluctuated based on what you may have done, what products you've added, or have you changed your ship free shipping threshold? What have you done? Um, have you added bundles? What have you done to try and change that average order value? How can you get people to buy more products? How can you get them to buy a bigger quantity or um, add something to cart, you know, towards the end so they're actually getting over that free shipping? Knowing your average order value is really good because that's something you want to track. You want to try and boost that slightly, you boost your conversion rate slightly, um, get more customers coming back, your customer return rate, and then that's all going to help your sales, not just look focusing on the traffic that you get into your website. So make sure you're doing those things. I have a five-day boosty conversion if anyone's wanting to just to do that and focus just solely on that. I have tutorials and instructions on how to boost your conversion rate and I'll put a link in the show notes for you for that too. So that's a simple, quick um, five days each day you get different information sent to you about what to change, what, what things to edit and help you boost that conversion rate on your website. So I'll put the link in the show notes. All right. If you have a physical retail store, 
Now, this is tied into what I've just talked about on the website. You really should be making sure that you're looking at similar numbers. So do you track foot traffic coming into your store? Well, you should. (laughs) Um, Do you look at um, conversion rate? So that's based on if you're looking at um, foot traffic, then you know how many sales you've had that day, then you'll know what your conversion rate is because you know that, you know, out of those 50 people that walked in, you had five sales. So there you go. That's your conversion rate. Um, have you looked at your average sale? Now, this is something that sometimes is in your point of sale systems. You might get that report, but other times it might be something you have to physically manually write down. And I've mentioned it before in podcasts, I'm sure, um, where when I had my retail store, I would track each hour who came into the store, how many how many sales we had and how many units we sold so that I could then look at that at the end of each week. Um, I'd look at the end of each day, but then I'd put it in, you know, a file for the week and an Excel file or something like that. So then I could start to see, well, why have we, why is there changes? Is it that we're not getting enough foot traffic into the store? Is it that the people working aren't the right people and they're not converting the sales that day? Um, is it that people aren't upselling? So then we're only getting, you know, lower units and that's really impacting those sales. So tracking those things so that you know where or what the problem may be if there is a problem or also if things are going really well, what is the difference? Is it that you've just had this huge burst of foot traffic? What's happened? What's What have you done differently? Have you advertised? Have you done something to really get people into the store? So really knowing those numbers helps you make those decisions about what you should or shouldn't do you know, in the future. All right, so traffic we've done, conversion rate, average sale, um, how many units someone buys, so, you know, what's the average, are they buying, you know, 1.2 based on your, your total numbers, how much how many per transaction, do you need more counter things or, um, you know, add-ons to your, um, your range to be able to boost those numbers so that you can potentially get someone to, you know, if they're coming in, they could buy. I used to have a children's wear store, so I would have a lot of things at the counter, um, little, little, um, you know, five to well, actually probably less than that, probably three to $20. I have had lots of price points, things at that price point so that I could, they could add them on at the counter or cards. Do you sell cards or do you sell um, gift wrap or, you know, what are some add-ons that you can have to really boost that average sale and also the units that you sell per transaction? Now, again, your point of sale system should be able to, if you've entered the information correctly into the system when you first um, load that product up, is make sure you have your cost price in there so it can tell you your gross profit margin for that day and or you know other um, periods of time that you want to report on too. So checking those things. And then stock levels, you know, what do you have of different amounts of stock? And of course, you're not going to do a stock take every day, but if you have stock that's entered into your point of sale system, you should be able to report back on that, you know, where you're at. And I know Shopify really tells you that too in terms of, you know, what sort of stock is it A, B or C stock? Is it stock that's new and fast moving? Is it stock you've had for a long time that you need to clear? So knowing what stock levels you've got of the different categories can be really valuable to understand why certain things are taking place in your business. And again, this comes back to those other numbers that you should know. So working on later, um, I'm not going to go into all of that now, but, you know, what data... What can your data tell you? Is it 
can it tell you that your best-selling category is, um, you know, women's fashion in your business? If it is fashion, break that down. Is it from dresses? Is it from pants? Is it from tops? Where are the sales coming from? And then that should inform your buying decisions for the future as well, or your design decisions, you know, what you're creating, what ranges in your product mix as well. So, there's some little things that you should be trying to do. And I know that people might be like, oh my God, I can't do this every day. It's too much information. You don't need to be doing it every day, but you should definitely have an overview and look at these things regularly. And that depends on your business and your size, of your business and um, you know what else you're doing. But this is a task that is working on the business. So it is a task that is an important one to do because it gives you a better perspective of what decisions to make for the future and understand where your business is at. So you can set up things like automations from like I talked about in other podcasts as well, tools that um, I like to use, something like Zapier. Zapier could take information from your point of sale system or your Shopify and pull that um, report and information and each day send it into an Excel spreadsheet that you might look at that night. Or when I worked in my retail store, I would get the staff to send me an email at the end of the day talking about, you know, the five points that I wanted to know. So they would just, as they're part of the end of the day procedure, they would send that information through. And then that information, or they would put it into a spreadsheet that I could then look at later on. So getting your staff to help you if you have a physical retail store um, or getting systems or automations set up so that you can actually get that information easily as well. And then making sure you have the right system. So yeah, accounting uh, as an example, it doesn't have to be zero, but zero is a great example of one that would give you that information. Getting a bookkeeper to make sure um, that that information's updated regularly as well. And then, yeah, using a system like something like Shopify that gives you all that data really clearly and easily. And then if you've got a retail store, a physical retail store, you should have a point of sale system to give you all that information and use it as best you can, whether it means you get training from the software um, companies to show you how to use it properly to really make sure that you're maximizing the money you spend on that. It can give you as much information as possible to be able to report back on that. All right, so that's a lot of information. I'm sorry if that overwhelms you and scares you, um, but I would love to, you know, see that more people sort of have that clear view of where their business is at, what it looks like, you know, what their average profit margin is per product, um, whether it's retail or wholesale. You've got an idea of, you know, what your last financial year net profit looked like. And then the other things, you know, tracking, you know, what your conversion rate looks like, you know, over one month to the next, if you make changes, how does that impact it? All of those things can really help you have a, you know, more profitable product business, which is what I am all about and what I'm going to think change the name of the podcast to. But anyway, um, I hope that you enjoyed that episode and I hope that it hasn't scared the pants off you and that you're worried about everything that you don't know now. What I would say is start small and start by tracking, say, your website and or your physical retail store and then get better each month and start, you know, looking at different numbers each month to improve all the time. All right. I hope that helps. I look forward to sharing more with you in the coming weeks and love to hear your feedback and let me know what you think about this episode and whether um, it's been helpful or not. All right. 
Thank you so much for listening to the Lotco Business Podcast. If you enjoyed this episode, please make sure you subscribe to receive future episodes as they are released. And I'd be so, so grateful for a review on Apple Podcast. If you would like a copy of the show notes or any of the links mentioned today, please jump onto my website at thelotco.com.au forward slash podcast. Have an amazing week and I look forward to chatting to you again soon. Mm-hmm.